Why not? A queer podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine. Why not? A queer podcast. Episode 35. Ooh, it's an exciting number. Yes. We had so many like non-exciting numbers, but 35? That's I, a big deal. Our podcast can now run for president. Ooh, it can. And, and, and it can go on the ballot because it didn't you know, start an insurrection. Also, it was, it was born in the United States. Yeah. The good old land of the U.S. and A. And it's in Florida, so we'll get the Florida electoral votes. This is a good sign for us. I like it. I like it. We are announcing our run for podcast presidency. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I'm too old. I feel like I am not invested enough. And I know that's not what you want to hear from the editor of your newspaper, but (laughs) I don't care. You don't have. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. We got to clear this up. You're not invested in being president of the United States. That's fine. But if you're not invested in life or in your job, well, then we should probably talk about that off off the microphone. We're invested. As much as we need to Listen, be. <laughs> you're, you're so defeated in the way you're like, we're invested. Oh, bother. <sighs> Rick, I care. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I do. I care. I mean, I hope so. One of us has to. <laughs> God, we're like both halves of the Titanic captain. <laughs> the ship is going down. Oh, good times. All right, folks, we just like to tell you right before we get started and, and you know, whatever crap we're going to say yeah. to let you know that we have an email address. We do. WWN at watermarkonline.com. You are allowed to use it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Also, if you listen to this podcast and you like what you're hearing, you want to email us, you don't have to look up our email addresses. You but can, even, I mean, if you do, you and you do. just email WWN at watermarkonline.com. Now, do you remember his first name? Because I don't want to. Yeah, I, I actually have the email pulled up. I was oh, gonna read it. Yeah. yeah, so we got fan mail. We did. I was very excited. I opened uh, when if you listened last week, you know that uh, both Rick and I were out of uh, state for a week, and when I came back, I had a lovely email. Now we we don't we've not done this before, so let's just not give away his information. No, 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 no. I'm just Maybe, saying we were out of or state. enough because he might live in a part of town where he doesn't want people to know. Oh no 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 no! And he was very uh, nondescript in his email. So it's not like he. I have names and addresses and stuff. So he wasn't like, Jeremy, you're hilarious. Can you shut that other guy up? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did get it, his first name is Lee, um, and uh, he is from the Central Florida area. And he sent an email just saying that he really enjoys listening to Wine, Why Not? Uh, he says as a gay man in the area, he finds some gay, and he has gay in quotations, uh, in my day, um, finding some gay in my day is quite a daunting task. So every morning I catch my gaily dose when I press play while I'm getting ready for work. Uh, and then he thanks us for keeping it light, keeping it real, keeping it gay. No, I added the keeping it gay part. Um, but uh, he thanked uh, both of us for what we do for the community. So, well, thank you, Lee, for listening. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And thanks for reaching out to us. We appreciate Absolutely. that, too. Um, so, yeah. So came back to uh, some wonderful fan mail. Um, which means uh, we really got to apply ourselves now because people are listening. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that we talk about that all the time, is that we just feel like we're just having a conversation between the two of us and that no one's listening. Yeah. I, mean, I know Jen listens, and I, and I therefore listen most of the time when she's listening yeah. to it. I imagine this is how um, actors on sitcoms these days feel. Because back in the day, they had a live studio audience, so people would laugh and they'd be like, yeah, we're doing, we're doing a good thing. Now you've got things like, you know, 
Modern Family, The Office. No, there are like no studio audiences in sitcoms these. Well, there's no sitcoms these days anyway. Thank you, writers and actors strike. Um, not their fault. Yeah, to just, which we do not blame the writers and the actors. No, no, no. I am not saying thanks, guys. I'm saying thanks, studios, for for holding all the money. Let me ask you a question yeah. about that strike. Do you think that we should stop watching network television until it's done? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think that we should be talking about projects. Um, and there's there's a whole guideline on how things are covered, uh, how SAG and, and the WGA ask you to cover things. Um, we are not we are not scabs. We are not breaking any laws. They are like, hey, it's fine. That's your job. You talk about what you need to talk about. They're not asking for anybody to boycott theaters or studios or any networks. Um, however, and I mean, I, we kind of have kept in line with this. I'm, I mean, I guess except for Bottoms. I don't know what studio put Bottoms out, but that probably was a studio. Um, we talk, we've talked about older uh, media, which is perfectly fine and allowed. Um, to talk about older stuff. I just meant as a as a person who loves television mm-hmm. and who appreciates the actors and the writers that, that create these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the networks, as you have said, and I have witnessed now as of yesterday, have started pulling shows from their streaming service to air. And I'm thinking, I probably shouldn't watch any of this so that the networks feel a little pain and feel like they have to fix this problem. Yes. Um, that, uh, according to SAG and WGA, is a personal preference. They personally, as groups, are not asking you to boycott any shows or networks. However, if you so personally they, feel like you... Is it like a lifestyle choice, then? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's Personal like drinking. preference and it's a It's like if you choice. want to go to the bar and drink, we're not going to tell you not to. But if you feel like you shouldn't be drinking at the bar, then don't drink at the bar. That's their stance. <laughs> Why, why were you making constant eye contact with me when you were giving that analogy? Because we're the only ones in the show. <laughs> oh, okay. And we're the only ones in the room. We're the only ones that we're going to acknowledge. That are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a little help in here today for the we first do. time. Yes. Well, that's not true. We had we had um we've had help along the way. Yes, we have had help along the way. People, thank but, you, little. But people. we've decided to start, you know, being legit. We got our fan mail. We got to be legit now. So. Make a commercial about this one day. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Sounded like we were at NASCAR. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I started watching this um, because there's nothing new on. So I start watching this game show network that has all of these game shows that are like 15 years old. Um, so they're they're not like the old old ones, and they're not new, and they're very weird shows. But one of them is called um something like what america says or america says blank and so they'll give a question it's kind of like um a version of family feud well they'll have a question and it's blank and then they surveyed americans to give answers and then you've got to it'll give you the first letter of a bunch of different options you got to say what it is one of the things that says when i think of circles i think of blank and one of the answers was nascar interesting from, because of the tires? And I wouldn't know <laughs> because they drive in circles. Oh, okay. And I was like, I wouldn't know. Tires are round. <laughs> I was like, when I think of anything, I never think of NASCAR. When I think of circles, I think of aliens. Crop circles. That's what mm, I think of. Are yeah. they're round eyes? No. Oh. Do they have them? I don't. I don't know any aliens. But, I mean, that sounds like a derogatory term for them. <laughs> 
I don't know any you know personally, what? but as, I cannot condone what you just as, said. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, this isn't a good way to describe this. Um, no, crop circles, but they do have very round eyes, according to um, uh, artistic renderings. Speaking of which, did you, did you see any of uh, this uh, alien stuff going on in Mexico? Okay, so just like we did in the U.S. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Congress had a hearing on extraterrestrials and UFOs, which I believe they call UFAs or something like that now. UFOs is passe for some reason. Yeah. Um, Mexico did it, and I guess a guy had come, went to one of the Mexican um, congressional hearings. I think they have a Congress in Mexico. I don't know how. Yeah, not a parliament. Congress. Um and he brought two... Yeah, they're called cartels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a pen, but I should be writing these down. No, um, I shouldn't have had those gummy bears before this show. I, I know, you're on a sugar rush I know, right I haven't now. had sugar like that forever. I'm just um, kidding. But he brought two dehydrated alien mummy bodies. And it is the craziest, most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Apparently, he's done this a couple of times. He did it in 2015 and 2017 and said, I have mummified alien bodies. And they're these, these, they look like they're carved out of styrofoam. And they're these tiny little aliens that he claims came from outer space. Sounds like it'll be a great Halloween costume. Oh, 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 yeah. Also, if I had mummified alien bodies in my house, I wouldn't advertise it. No, I mean if they come back for them, they're coming to you. Yeah, I don't want that. And they're gonna they're gonna blame you. You did the mummy in. Is that a proper? Is that a proper term? Did you look that up? <laughs> <laughs> that a word? <laughs> um. So yeah, you editors, you're good with words. <laughs> uh, thanks to Microsoft Word uh, and spell check, um, it has made me a fantastic editor. Because it teaches me how to spell things in real time. Thanks to AI. No, I'm just kidding. I know you don't use that. I don't. It's a controversial word, I think. However, it's oh like my God. Selling the cover, is, you know, that, yeah. that same phrase and, and using AI to write articles are both just sound. Ugh. I am not someone who's going to sit here and say um, AI is terrible. It should never be used. But I definitely don't think that it should be used to write news or anything. I don't think that um, it can carry the nuance and the emotion that. Uh, uh, humans or aliens, uh, if they're out there and they indeed like to write, um, can write their experiences. Um, however, I will say, um, I am, and you're aware of this, and I think our, our listeners are aware of this, I am uh, obsessed with TikTok. I love TikTok. I spend way too much time on it. Uh, and I found a new TikTok this weekend of a gentleman who is exploring what AI can do. And uh, have you ever seen the you you've seen the movie AI, the Steven Spielberg yes. one? Okay, so he has taken one of those animatronic teddy bears, and he has wired it so that it has Wi-Fi capabilities, and downloaded Chat GPT into this bear, so the bear has conversations with you, and he set it up so that the, his Chat GPT and his teddy bear texts his mom and had like these full-on conversations with his mom and borrowed money from his mom to start a business it's nuts anyway the bear he sells them 450 pounds there he lives in england 450 pounds each that is a large bear it <laughs> <laughs> why is it so big 
Anyway. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Anyway, it's $450 oh. <laughs> in English talk. British pounds. British pounds. Um, but he like has full-on conversations with you, and I put myself on the wait list to buy one. Does it have a British accent? It has many voices. <laughs> you can you can pick what you want what it sounds like. It has different voices, accents, male, female, non-binary, uh, whatever whatever you want your bear to sound like. Does it, it make it Does it like. move and do tasks because I do need an admin. It does of uh, from what I can tell from his videos, they don't do tasks. However, it does like in that movie. He does like get up and walk around. He's just like a little walking teddy bear. It's very robotic movements. It's not like he's going to hop up at the table and have a cup of tea with you. But it's getting there. But in AI, he was like a real human. He moved around. He was. Thing. But the, yeah. remember the bear was his was oh, the toy right, she gave him was like right. an early prototype of where it started. And it's now there. That is a depressing movie. We are now there. I love that movie. I do too. But when, I mean, come on. When she, we'll talk about this kind of thing later when we talk about this movie you made me watch. <laughs> but when, when. When he they take him to the forest and leave him and oh drive away, mm-hmm. and he's like, come on. Have you never seen Hope Floats? You don't put that in a movie. Ah, so good, though. So good. I know that- um, That's just because you don't like kids. <laughs> <laughs> Critically and commercially, I know the film was kind of mid for a lot of people, but I, I think it's one of Spielberg's best. It is, it's the kind of movie that you would think, like, this is a logical end of it, but- just like AI, it has no ending, and yes. so it just goes on and it, on and it on. goes on and on, and it and takes on. this. Oh, and then aliens. Spoiler alert: <laughs> if you if you haven't seen the movie in the last twenty years, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually, all roads lead to aliens. If you're Steven Spielberg, <laughs> we come a long way from ET. Um, yeah, oh, another good movie. Anyway, um, so yeah, so. Big things coming from AI. Just uh, keep uh, keep your eye to the sky, as they say. Well, now that we managed to take up 15 minutes on nothing, <laughs> what did you do this week? Um, luckily that we did, took up the 15 minutes, I didn't do a whole lot. So we uh, we got back on the Monday of our last episode that we recorded. So the week prior had been all the philadelphia and the conference and all that stuff so i was a bit worn out and then we came right into press day so i kind of took this week um just to kind of relax um i uh didn't do a whole lot however i did on saturday celebrate uh i don't know if it's national or international we're gonna say international because everyone loves him um international batman day Oh, yes. So I celebrated that by um, playing with my Batman Legos and watching some Batman animated series. Did you go out and buy yourself a new uh, utility belt? No, because I am budgeting. I have driven myself into great debt in my love of Lego and or Batman. (laughs) And uh, I will not be buying um, any more Batman and or Lego for a bit. Um so says my financial advisor. <laughs> if you could refrain from using your credit cards for a little bit. I was like, okay. Is that just your roommate, your financial advisor? No, I actually am joining a debt consolidation program. Oh, okay. And my financial advisor said, no more credit cards. And I legit said to her, well, how do I buy Lego? <laughs> um, and she said, you might want to stop buying Lego for a while. What is your problem? And I was like, oh, I just told you it's Lego. Did you say, listen, lady, what's your listen, problem? Listen, lady. 
Um, no, no. I took her advice, and uh, I think we're going to move forward with that because uh, there's a lot of things, not just Lego. I don't want to make it sound like I live in a $200,000 Lego house, and I have put myself in great debt because of it. You could probably get some good money. If you lived in a $200,000 Lego house, you could probably get some money out of that. Oh, I definitely could, yeah. You know, I like those sort of things. I don't think I was, I didn't do a debt consolidation thing, but let's just say that I hit, you know, I have no shame, right? I tell sure. everybody everything about myself. I hit like this crazy financial situation where I had maxed out pretty much all these credit cards that I have. Um, and my minimum payments, just to make the minimum payments every month was $900 a month. And I could not get my head above, right? And so even though I make, I make decent, uh, make a decent salary, I was still constantly in crazy debt. So I just contacted this organization and they told me the process to go through. And I did that. It took about two years to get out of it. But my credit score is like double what it used yeah. to be. And it was the smartest decision I ever made. And having to do it that way, the hard way, um, taught me not. I mean, I have a lot of credit cards that have a completely and I don't use. There's only one that I do use and I don't use it too much. And it has taught me a lot about credit. Yeah. Yeah. She um, she gave me a lot of good advice and uh, basically said, uh um, we're going to work, you know, getting your creditors to bring down interest rates and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you, you can't use the credit cards while you're on the program. And, um, mine is a four year program. If that gives you any indication of how much debt I have. Um, but she, you know, she, she, she kind of, as your mother would do when you're talking to her and you're like, things are so hard. And she's like, Oh no, baby, I understand. She's like, COVID put a lot of people in hardship. And she goes, there's no shame in reaching out and looking for help. And that's what we're here for. And I said, can I borrow $20,000? <laughs> and she said, I'm not your mother. Don't ask me. <laughs> you know, they didn't even let me keep mine. They're letting you keep yours. Keep what the cards? Yeah. Um, Technically, yes, they are letting me keep the physical cards. However, no, they, did not they are re they are closing down the accounts oh, okay. for those particular cards. But I have other cards that I have not spent on that are not part of this program. And she said, don't touch them. But no, I don't need to close those. I don't need to do anything with those. She goes, put them away. And on the other side of this, as your credit builds back up, she goes, those cards will be there. But the one specifically on this program, they will be closed down. They will be shut uh, and I will not be able to charge on those anymore. But that's good because I shouldn't be charging. Yeah, on those. you need to contact Al Gore. He has that lockbox that he was putting all the social security in. That's where you need to put your credit cards. Yes. Um, that is a joke that only Jen will laugh at. Um, but yeah, I bet she's cracking up right now. There was <laughs> there is a, there is an SNL skit about it because at a debate he just kept saying lockbox over and over again. And so somebody who was him in an SNL skit constantly says lockbox made us laugh nice um other than that the only other thing that really happened this past week um is on wednesday i celebrated 15 years of having a facebook profile <laughs> i guess that was exciting i don't know congratulations um all it did was remind me at the very beginning that when i signed up for facebook a i did not sign up for it a friend of mine signed me up for it and said this is what all the cool kids are doing i was happy with my myspace secondly uh, when I first signed up, she kind of sold me on it that uh, because uh, they had what was called pirate mode. I don't know if you remember this on Facebook, where everything was in pirate talk. 
So she said it on pirate mode. I literally didn't use my Facebook for like six months. And then when it started taking off, I was like, I guess I should check this Facebook thing out. And it drove me nuts because I didn't know how to do anything because everything was a fucking pirate speak. Oh, my God. And I was, was like, how do I post You're like, a- good morning, everyone. And it's like, hey, matey. Hey, there's a booty. <laughs> they were taking the booty down and stuff like that. Just pirate talk. And I didn't understand any of it. So I, again, didn't use Facebook for a few more months until I learned how to turn pirate mode off. That's funny. So happy 15-year anniversary to pirate mode on Facebook. <laughs> I hated you. (laughs) You know, I didn't sign up for Facebook until a few years after everybody else had it. I was like one of the last to say, all right, fine. So I think I missed the whole, I missed all the booty. It uh, it wasn't that good. The booty was not good on Facebook <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so that's what I did this weekend. So that was exciting. Or that this is week. exciting. Um, how was your week? It was it was okay. Yeah. Um, I would say that the big thing that I that I did this week was the National LGBT Media Association came to Orlando, that's and we right. were sort of oh, we kind of hosted right. yes. them, and it was great. We get together in person once a year to. You know, talk about well, it's an organization that has a goal, so we do all that business of that. But then we we share uh, best practices and standard operating procedures, and you know, some context of things. It's a really a great time. It's really nice. It's about there's 13 papers around the country uh, that are in this organization, and I think like eight, eight or nine of them were represented. So it was super nice. Very nice. Very. We nice. you know what we end up so the host uh, city sort of is responsible for finding restaurants and places for them. So I just uh, want to give a shout-out to Doubletree downtown. Um, they were very helpful in getting affordable rooms for everybody. And, you know, they donated the conference room, which is nice. They're very nice. Uh, and then we went to the Monroe. Have you ever been to the Monroe downtown? No, I did. It's a I restaurant. Oh, down- no, definitely not. That sounds fancy. It is it is fancy. It's kind of interesting. It has this like library like feel to it, or like you walked into a rich person's study. Oh, I went to a restaurant that used to be in Tampa many, many years ago. I think it's shut down now. Called Jesse's Landing, um, and they had it was a fancy restaurant. It was the first fancy restaurant I had ever been to. My parents took us, and you ate in like the lounge or the study or the library, and it was set up like an old fancy rich person's house. Oh, so when like you're eating, it was like it was Jeremy in the conservatory. It felt very much like Clue. It's also the first eating by place candlelight I ever had escargot. I was like seven or eight years old, and I remember my parents being like, "It's good, it's snail, but it's good." And I was like, "Oh!" And I ate it, fucking loved it. Do you know what you loved? Probably this the, is what I discovered. This the is chewy for garlic me. buttery. Of yes, it. yes. You loved the bread, the garlicky buttery bread that surrounded it. Um, no, no, well, the, we didn't put it on bread. I pulled the little snail out and chewed on it. It was chewy, but yes, it was the garlic buttery flavor to it that I really liked. It's a little chewy. So I, I recently went to the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. Monroe? And they had, yeah, I did go there. We'll get back to it. Uh, we went to the Food and Wine Festival, and we went to the France Pavilion and got escargot. And I don't think Dylan had had it before, and, like, he bit into it. But what happened is he bit into it and then brought out all snails. And all the other mm. stuff was there. And he's just like, you got to know Dylan. Like, he was a vegetarian for a long time, and he doesn't like to eat things off of a bone. And there's that whole sort of animalistic oh, thing to right. it all. So he's sitting there just chewing this snail with this face that's like, why are you making me do Oh, I felt so bad for him. I love ripping meat from a bone. We ha- I know. One of the things I forgot to mention we did this week is because Nigma was in town. We went to dinner, and me and your husband 
had a conversation about eating meat from uh, the bone. We watched you eat neck bone once. You did. <laughs> mm, those were good necks. Not good soup dumplings though. Um, not there. Oh, I, I told Dylan this, but I don't know if I told you. Yeah, there's a restaurant in Philly. No, oh, no, never in mind. Philly. Um, uh, I went to a, uh, a Chinese restaurant that had the most amazing soup dumplings. I I thought of you and Dylan while I ate them. Well, we'd probably like to check that out. But there's a place in Orlando now that has them, so we should check. Oh, that we out. should check that out too. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, the Monroe, delicious, <clears throat> insanely good. I didn't know what to expect, but it was really good. Is so, it a coat and jacket kind of place, or nah. can I go in what you call um, my St. Pete suit? <laughs> if we have anybody from St. Pete listening, it means you look wonderful. Yes. Um, yeah, no, there was, I mean, people wear jeans and a polo or jeans oh, okay. and whatever. Um, but they specialize in comfort food. And Ooh. they have some, like, everybody who got the fried chicken loved it. I, do I got, I got grilled chicken. meatloaf. Grilled meatloaf. Yeah, it was good. I'm gonna have to try that. I um, uh, I make this is gonna sound weird because it's not meatloaf, but I make this um, oatmeal bread. It's called porridge bread over there oh, across the pond. Um, I got a, rest, a British recipe, and you make it, and then you put it in the fridge, and then you slice. Uh, cut when you cut slices, you fry it in uh, the frying pan. And every time I fry up a slice, it looks like meatloaf to me, but it tastes like oatmeal bread. Hmm. Anyway. Kind of like you were talking about, but absolutely nothing what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of it. Uh, so then, so that was Thursday night. We went there Friday night. We had dinner at Santiago's Bodega yes. on Virginia, and they are super kind. They were wonderful to us. The food is delicious. Oh, my God. I highly recommend it. Their so brunch good. is insane. It's the best brunch I've ever been to. The best brunch. No disrespect to anybody else who brunches in town. The best br- brunch in all of Florida. Maybe the united states even the world maybe the world who you knows know what? suck it aliens internationally and interspatially best brunch ever well you know i i i will want to in about an hour remember that you said suck it aliens <laughs> <laughs> i'll try to i'll try to do that um so that was the big that was the big thing i did have a doctor's appointment and i don't know if you want to get into this because i know that we had this conversation about this doctor's appointment. i mean we'll get into it as much as you want to get into <laughs> it <laughs> what kind of doctor was it oh uh, it was <laughs> it was my physical right and when uh-huh. you are a when you are a person of a certain age sure. your physical starts to look a certain way yes yes they they're they take a little longer they involve a little more um exploratory medicine or in alien speak anal probes anal probes yeah you know and it's it's so funny i just <laughs> want to say that if anybody else is going through this if you're if you're going to a doctor's appointment and you know that they're going to give you a prostate exam you know how that happens yeah so what do you do to prepare for that are you asking me well i mean i'm just sort of asking in general like is it customary for people to like you know do an enema before they go because i know you know what i hope that that lee is not eating breakfast while he listens to this that was his name right yeah yeah, yeah. that he's just getting ready he's just got out of the shower and he's like hey put your I'm cereal ready for down a- lee <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a reason i'm bringing it up because i think there's a there's a funny conclusion to this yeah um, but i was just curious and i didn't know and i legit pulled you aside and you i was did. like you asked me um i, like, I am somebody who um is a hypochondriac who sees many doctors including a proctologist and um i have you know i'm a gay man i got my stuff checked out as every gay man should fyi 
if you are a sexually active gay man or anybody really who is 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 is, is engaging in anal anal intercourse um you you should be getting an anal pap smear every Absolutely. year yeah you know or as i'm trying to find this note because there's a movie that we had to watch that refers to it as butt love so if you're a gay man who participates in butt love is it love, the movie we just watched <laughs> Um, then you should, uh, then you should get that checked out. So, yeah. so anyway, I didn't know what I should do. And I only had like three minutes to decide if I, what, what, what kind of prep work I was going to do before I went to this thing. So, and this is embarrassing to say, and I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I went to the, to the bathroom downstairs at the office and, and I had it. to get down on the ground and do it's gross. I put mm. a little paper towels down. Yeah. I mean, I'm not completely gross. <sighs> so I should have gone in and said, Hey, once you check this, can you give me a hepatitis shot as well? Oh my. I just think it's the polite thing to do. I didn't want to go get in a there. hepatitis shot. <laughs> Not to, to, to oh to, to clean know, yourself to, out. You know what? If you're a doctor and you and and you have well and you've got to do a lot of prostate exams, shoot me an email and tell me how do you think people should prepare. Did you ask I want to read while you that. were there? Did you ask your doctor? Well, no. You should have asked. I'm sure he hears that all the time. Do you think so? I bet you if he's somebody who does these exams, I bet people ask questions all the time. Like, how should I prepare? What should I do? You know what? He might Was have said. Was there anything on your glove? <laughs> he might have said, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Did he? I mean, no. I mean, I'm saying he oh, might have if I had might, asked. Yeah. I mean, the alternative would be, I'm never giving you an exam again. You never know unless you ask. That's true. So anyway, the reason that I find that funny is because um, – and this part's not really funny. I had to take my dog, my dog to the vet today to get. Um... Did you give him an enema? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like where this story's going. No, no, but I did try to walk. Step away from your phone, Lee. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to get her to go to the bathroom before we went and she wouldn't. But no, she was going for an abdominal ultrasound. She's got okay. something going on. So they had to give her an abdominal ultrasound. So when we get into the vet, they put her on the table and they're giving her an exam. And she's just kind of looking around. You know, she's very good when it comes to, you know, just being squeezed and looking around at things like that. And Her then, and me both. <laughs> but then the doctor goes into this drawer. He pulls out a blue glove. Oh, no. And snaps on this glove. And this, the, 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 my dog looked right at me, locked eye contact. And then the vet, the, the technician, she's like, oh, she saw the blue glove. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she locked eyes with me while this guy basically, you know, did the same thing that, that I had, had had happened to me in my prostate exam. And she never looked away from my eyes. She stared at me like, what the hell did you get me into? Oh, my. Uh, so anyway, that was my week. Fantastic. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun for you and your talk. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. She didn't flinch. I found that odd. I find that very odd. I mean, I expect it of some people. You know what I do whenever it happens? Whenever I have my exam? Here's what I do. You say, tell me when you're done, when you're in and he was done. Like, you do a general exam. You went for a general checkup. So I don't know if it was if they had the special chair. (laughs) But I, when I go to a proctologist, they have a special chair. That had it looks like you're getting ready for confession. It's got the little thing you sit down, you put up, get on your knees, and then it's just like a little flat bed, and then you lay your upper body on it, and then they're like, "Are you ready?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." And they hit a, a button, 
and it lifts you up and tilts you forward so your ass up in the air. Do you think um, they sell those at Fair Villa? You know what? I would honestly look into it. <laughs> it is a very convenient piece of machinery for that doctor. So every time he's like, all right, assume position. And I'm like, okay. And then I get in there and they do it. And then they lay one of those giant paper tablecloths that for some reason all doctors have. And then they rip a little hole in it. And that they just that's all they're working with. Um, so they like to focus. Yeah, they did like, no, I don't want to see the rest of this. Um, there was one time cause I go to the VA for my healthcare. There was one time I'm sitting in there and it's usually the same doctor and the same nurse. They've been there for years. And this young, attractive nurse in training came in and I was like, um, hi. And he's like, uh, I'm going through my residency. That's what they call it. He's doing his residency. And he goes, so I'm going to go ahead and prep you for the doctor to come in. And I was like, I literally said, are you going to be in for the exam? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to help. I was like, this ain't, ain't going to fly. You're too pretty to be, to be working back there. Um, and, uh, not to give too many details, but the doctor, while he's working, the nurse assists. So this doctor, this nurse, this poor, beautiful nurse, had to hold my ass cheeks while the doctor was doing the exam. And I felt bad for him um, because he was far too pretty to have to look at me in that position. But you know what? Uh, he was very professional, and I hope he's doing some amazing things right now <laughs> in the world because he's no longer at the VA, and I hope it's not me who drove uh. him away. <laughs> uh, I was, yeah. I wonder what people do. Maybe they just see so many of them, it doesn't matter. But yeah. what do you do to get that out of your mind? I mean, I assume, like, I used to, my family works in restaurants and stuff. And I, you know, when you go home, the last thing you do is, you know, go into the kitchen and talk about food. You know, you just thought you were going to say the last thing that you do after staring at somebody's asshole <laughs> is eat. Well, probably. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Um, but I think you just get used to it. You know what I mean? You're seeing them day in and day out. That's your job. You are the one who picked this job. You are the That's one true. who has a love for this particular area of medicine. <laughs> so, now I have so many. Now I have more questions. You know. We've talked about um, having a um, another podcast where we do like uh, we bring guests on and do Q and A's. There might be a proctologist episode down the line, right? And ask them all these questions. Yeah. I think that would be very interesting. Um, also, as I said, uh, and we've done a couple of stories in Watermark on this. Of, um, I mean, you know, healthcare can be embarrassing because you're talking about personal things and you know different areas where bad things can happen. Um, so a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about these things and, uh, it's, it's good to get it out there. Ask the embarrassing questions. I think so. That's why I brought it up. Mm -hmm. I think, I think you got to talk about this stuff. It's like myrrh, you know, the, the service myrrh from Impractical Jokers did when he had to get a prostate exam on television. Oh my. That, that was his, that was his punishment. Um, is that they put him in a, they, there was like, they sent him to a seminar where a guy was talking about prostate exams and he's like, now I need a volunteer. And they made him get up in front oh. of everybody and get a prostate exam. Katie Couric got a colonoscopy on I, the air. I have seen the inside yeah. of her colon. Yeah. So, you know, it's important. It's important. Um, before we get into what we watched this week, I do want to give a shout out. Because I know that uh, in, in weeks past, we have uh, we talk about what wine I'm drinking. And um, I do want to give a shout out. None of these are sponsored yet. But if you do have a winery or a vineyard and you mm. want to supply us with wine, reach out. But um, I, uh, it was a busy day, 
totally forgot about the podcast, did not bring in wine. So before the show, I had to run to the corner store. (laughs) (laughs) The corner store. uh, We had a long discussion about the corner store and what is a corner store and and (laughs) why did you say corner store? Uh, Anyway. I I felt like we were in a Hallmark movie. (laughs) I come from a tiny town. Um, So I went to the corner store um, to get wine and that corner store happened to be a Walgreens. So um, I just got these because I also forgot my wine bottle and my corkscrew. So I got these little twist taps um barefoot wine which um i believe maybe if it isn't the it's one of the cheapest wines you can buy um each one of these little bottles cost me like a buck 50 um anyway so i was pulling up information on barefoot really yeah this was a dollar 50 my god you can't even buy a soda that size for a dollar 50 which is why there are so many alcoholics out there <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, or it's why i mean it 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 it's called barefoot wine. Yeah. And let's be real. It kind of tastes like you would expect with the name. Oh, these grapes were squished by bare feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but their tagline is wine made fun. And I'm like, look at these tiny bottles. This are, is definitely fun. Are you having fun? <laughs> it's a fun little bottle. Um, so thank you to Walgreens and Barefoot Wine for having such cheap small bottles of wine. On every corner to, store. You ever go to the other corner store um, and they sell those? They're like plastic glasses that have like a peel top. Yes, I was actually going to get a couple of those because I didn't have Are the wine good? glass. Uh, they're better than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's the kind of wine that you're going to have a headache later on tonight. Yeah, that's why I only got two. Um, but they did have, because the first corner store I went to had, um, they're like little plastic globes, but they weren't wine. I went to Wawa's, and they used to have the little wine ones, but now they're mixed drinks, and they were on the shelf, and they weren't cold, and so I didn't want like a mm. like it's a, not called mixed drinks, like a mixed margarita uh, at room temperature. Ooh. So yeah, it's it's not called mixed drinks, mixed drinks not. It's wine, <laughs> wine not. So oh, um, I so could yeah, go for, I, you know what? I I do miss margaritas. Yeah, they were good. Margaritas, and you know what good. else? White sangrias. Ooh, sangria is good too. When I was in Philly, we went to a restaurant that uh, a Mexican restaurant, LGBT owned. Check it out. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but if you pick up the latest <laughs> issue of Watermark, I mentioned the name of it in my my article. Um, they had a variety of different margaritas, and they had a green juice margarita, which was like one of those healthy green juices plus a margarita in it. It was amazing. It was the most delicious margarita I've ever had. They had like seven different types of margaritas. Have you ever had those margaritas where they take like a Corona and turn it upside down in the margarita? I have not had one, but I am aware that they exist. Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious what they're like. Probably like a Corona margarita. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. This is a mobile show now. (laughs) After October 1st, though, because I have to get to my eight years. Okay. Anyway, um, so are we ready to talk about yes. what we what we came here to do? All right, let's talk about what we watched. So we, we did, watched a couple of movies this past. Um, you want to do the JT one first? Yeah, let's do that one. Let me pull it up here. So, Apple TV. Um, we uh, well, you've always had Apple Plus TV, or what is it called? Apple Apple, Plus. Apple TV Plus. Yeah. So I recently signed back up because uh, I had to watch the third season of Ted Lasso and the new season of uh, Morning Show. I was just thinking how gay it is of Apple TV because, I mean, we were, were, we were, this is according to AP, right? AP style. We were LGBTQ. 
and mm-hmm. now we're LGBTQ+. Correct. So they were just Apple TV, and now they're Apple TV+. Plus. You know what? They're just trying to support. I get it. Um, I'm so, on board. So um, uh, I was going through there, and I noticed their number one film was a movie called Palmer. Uh, it's actually from 2021, a couple of years ago. Is old. it their number one? It, at the time when I purchased my oh, month okay. of Apple, it was the number one movie. So they break like all the streaming services had. Here's our top tens. Oh, for TV that month. For that month. Probably because everybody had watched everything else, and now they've gone back because yeah. there's nothing new coming out. Well, what I think it might have been is um, I actually learned about this movie from a couple of clips that were making their round on TikTok, and they had gotten really popular. And I'm wondering if. Um, people see these clips of films on TikTok and they're like, oh, this is an awesome film. I should check it out. And it drove people to watch it on Apple Plus TV Plus. Um, but it is uh, a 2021 movie uh, with Justin Timberlake. Um, he is um, a, a former high school football star who just got out of prison after like 12 years, I think. Yeah, he was 12 years. 12 years um, uh, for uh, armed robbery and attempted murder. Um, and he is trying to uh, restart his life and, and get back uh, on the straight and narrow. You know what I find very interesting about that is that's that's what the show is about, but they don't talk about it until like towards the the last third of the movie. So the whole time you're like, "Am I supposed to like him? Am I not supposed to like him?" Because you don't know what he was in for. Yeah, yeah. Something I will say right off the bat with this movie. Ooh, bad. <laughs> 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 that That's, you will realize why that made me uncomfortable after I said it <laughs> when we get further into this movie. Um, but um, when you watch this movie, um, there is no new ground being broken here. This is a very traditional story that is told in many different films. It's the man down on his luck. Something bad happened. He just got out of prison or he just man got- meets bat man uses bat <laughs> man goes to prison. <laughs> And um, it's he's gotten out of this situation. He's trying to do right by himself and by the people in his life. Um, it's a trope in movies that have been has been around for decades. It's the Les Mis of Apple TV+. Yeah, Plus. it is the Les Mis of uh, <laughs> It's Gonna Be May. Um, it, is, uh, it is the, the reassembling of, of NSYNC, but just with Justin Timberlake. Um, so, yeah, so he gets out of prison. He goes back home to his small Louisiana town. To his grandma. To visit or to live with his grandma. Now, his grandma is played by June Squibb. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her uh, filmography. She's uh, an older actress who's been in a lot of stuff. She was nominated for an Academy Award for Nebraska. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. that movie. I did not because it did not look good. Uh, it's actually pretty good. It's one of those black and white. It's like it's it's an independent film. So you have to have an it's appreciation. It's an independent black and white film called Nebraska. I don't yeah. think we'll be covering it on this show. No, I don't recall there being any LGBTQ Do you know what else she was things. in? That's fun. She, I, she was Halloween. <laughs> she is. I know. I know. I looked it up. No, I. She was in. She was in a couple episodes of Modern Family, or one episode of Modern Family. Now, oh, was have she? you watched all the Modern Families? I have, but I don't recall. Do her. you remember when Gloria was packaging her hot sauce mm-hmm. and she was selling it at a grocery store? Yes. And there was an old woman who was at the grocery store that <gasps> Is was that her that stole her recipe. I did not she know was that was. Like I didn't realize killed. that was yeah, her. It was her. I, the whole time I'm like, I know this woman. I know this. I'm thinking she was in like Poseidon Adventure or something. No, no, no. It was Modern Family. Um, she was also in a movie that I caught a couple of years ago. Um, 
oh god and the name of it escapes me right now but uh it's this rich guy brings a bunch of people to his house for a dinner party i use air quotes because he's um where he brings them to the table and then they have to play these games and that ends up killing all of them and the last survivor gets a bunch of money um, she is in that. And I remember watching this right after she was nominated for an Oscar for Nebraska thinking, the hell is June Squibb doing <laughs> in this movie? That is an Oscar-nominated actress. She could get better work than this. I do like her. You know what I think, who I think about about that, the, the State Farm insurance guy? Not, yeah, State Farm. The guy that when was, you think of June Squibb? No, when I think of, like, you're an Oscar winner. Didn't oh. he win the Oscar for... Um, the thing where the J.K. Rowling or not J.K. Rowling, oh um, J.K. Simmons. Sorry, it's a different J.K. We're J.K. Not, J.K. We're not at our best right now. That's for sure. J.K. Simmons. Yes, yeah. he won. He was also um, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies, yeah. or as we like to call them collectively, Spider-Man's. Um, yes. Um, or Ryan I, does. But I mean, <laughs> we haven't mentioned Ryan yet. So might we say we were at a meeting the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, it was in Spider-Man." <laughs> The Spidermans. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of um, Oscar winning actors and actresses who do commercials and voiceovers. Melissa McCarthy is, I mean, she's Oscar nominated, but she's in Lowe's um, Travel. Travelocity or something. I think that because she sings in there. I was yeah. like, this. they hired her to do this so that she could teach everybody that she can sing before, before Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid that, came I out. thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, it worked. Good job, but Melissa. Julia Roberts does voiceovers for Progressive, I think it is. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, Ed O'Neill from um, Modern Family. He does the um, uh, the allergy medicine voiceovers. Huh. Oh, yeah. and now Ty from Modern Family, Ty yeah. Herman, he does commercials. Yeah, it's. I mean, there. When you're an that, actor, you hoard yourself out. You get the money well, where you is, can get the money. If you're an actor, you can do commercials. Though. Yeah. Right, uh, but because so they're not doing shows. Oh, you mean now? Can they do them now? Oh, I don't know. I don't either. I don't either. But I mean, this was before the the strike and everything. There, I mean, Joey Tribbiani did the lipstick for men commercials in Japan. I mean, they do commercials <laughs> everywhere, right? And he and he had gonorrhea and couldn't open a milk carton. You gotta you yeah. gotta work. You gotta work when you can work. The J- so, Joey Tribbiani way. Anyway, I hope, I hope you all, yeah, I hope you all watch <laughs> Friends and you get any of those references. Um, so yeah, so he goes to live with his grandmother. Yes, um, and. Yeah. Yeah. So um, moves in with uh, his grandmother, who I just have to say reminds me of my dad's mother. My we call her Mama. She recently passed away last year from Kentucky. Um, she reminds me a lot of my Mama, which uh, was sweet and a little terrifying. <laughs> did she pass away in the manner in which um, Grandma did in this movie, where she is fully dressed and has all of her stuff next to her and just falls asleep? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I like to think she did. Um, So anyway, so yeah, he moves in and there is a trailer on his grandmother's property. um, And living in that trailer is a lady by the name of... Shelly? Shelly, yes. And who is she played by? She's played by... I was going to say June Squibb, but that's the wrong (laughs) note. Juno Juno Temple. Yeah, who is Keely from from, uh, uh, um, Ted Ted Lasso. Who can I just say, I love her... Did not like her in this movie. Obviously, you're not. She's not supposed to. Well, be she's likeable, not a likable person. But I did not buy her accent. I love her, but that was not a southern accent I was familiar with. <laughs> it was a southern British. It was like, oh my god, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. It could have been the crack talking. It could have been. It could, it could have been my crack talking. <laughs> you leave Keely alone. She was brilliant in this. She and was she looked delightful. Like death. She looked like hell when she came back. 
Oh, uh. God. Um, so, yeah, so she's uh, lives in the trailer on the property with her uh, abusive boyfriend. Played by Mr. Mayhem. Yeah, that, yes. <laughs> it's from the Allstate commercials. They searched high and wide. <laughs> Commercials from all lines of television to to hire for this movie. There were some there were some big names involved in this, and then there were some B listers involved. Yes. Um. So yeah. So um. Uh. uh Shelley has a, a a son who's uh I forget the age seven or eight. He's not very old. No, he's young. He's, he's young. less than ten. Yeah, he's in elementary school. Yeah. And um, so uh, the story progresses on uh, the uh, Shelly, who is hooked on drugs, disappears uh, for periods of time and leaves Sam, who's the, the young boy, with grandma. Well, she actually just leaves him. And so yeah, yeah, he walks like, next door and says, hey, she's gone. Can I hang out with you? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So that happens occasionally. Now that uh, Palmer is here, he sees it firsthand. Um, and, uh, grandma's like, so Sam's going to be living with us and a young boy needs a bed to sleep in. So you're going to sleep on the couch, Palmer, uh, which I love, I, I get, I get it. He was in prison and he broke your heart, but she seems to go a little hard on him. Like, you know, you're his grandma. Come on. Well, especially on, when Jude. she dies, she kind of. Well, the, okay. We keep alluding to this. She dies. Oh, I mean, it's no secret that she's yeah, going yeah. to. We're no, no, watching no. this movie, and I said to Jen, I said, this is so obvious what's about to happen. Yeah. She's going to die, and he's going to fight for that kid. Yeah. And then. Because we've seen this story right. before. And then the second I said that, it cuts to the scene where she's laying in bed yeah. and asleep with all of her clothes on, and she died. Yeah. So she apparently climbed into bed. But how about him, little JT? He was good in this. Oh, and I wrote he- down my. I put a note in here. Where is it? Um, oh my God, JT is surprisingly good in this. Film. Isn't he? He when he saw her, he just stood there. It was kind of like the end of um, um, Call, Call Me, Me by, by Your, your name, name, where he just stood there staring at her, and then he said all he needed to say in his eyes. Tears just yeah. flew down his face, and I was like, oh wow. Uh, and I love JT. Good music, great boy band. Is it? Um, I mean, I enjoyed it back when it was out. Um, it's not like I go, he's not my go-to. It's not like I'm like, what are yeah. we doing? And you want to listen to some JT? If you're big fans of JT, just enjoy his music and don't email me and tell me I'm stupid for not thinking he's, you know, God's gift to music. But You can email me. <laughs> <laughs> Yell at Jeremy about me. He would love that. Um, anyway, but yeah, I, in his acting, I have never been someone who watched something he's in and been like, wow, I'm so glad he made the jump from music to, to, to film. Right, because it's always Except just. Except the social network. Mm. But he's good in that. But he's a. I assumed a, he played himself in that. Did he? Oh my not? god, that's what I assume because he's a total dick in there, and I assume that all super famous pop stars are all dicks. So I was just like, oh, th- you're just playing JT. But apparently, no. Apparently, like he's the, super nice. I feel like he's probably super nice. Yeah. But he's probably super like, I'm so talented. Let me do this. Let me do. This. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. yeah. Let other people have a time. But it's he surprised like, me in this. And movie. you know what it is? Because he's really—he seems to be really close with Jimmy Fallon, and that's my impression of Jimmy Fallon. <gasps> is it's all about me? Is that why I've always kind of kept myself separated from JT? Because I cannot stand Jimmy Fallon. I will, on the record, put him on the list of people I can't stand. Do you know what's funny? Is I also can't stand Jimmy Fallon. I just effing love most everything he does. Hmm. So like that game show that's like all the all the pop stars singing—it's all fake. Yeah. You know, like they it, they don't just spin a wheel and they're like, oh, I have to sing this song like Cher. No, they know that's what they're going to sing and they prepare for it. Like yeah. all of it's fake. 
Anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking but, about. But no, there's a show. There's a show that Jimmy Fallon has. It's mm. fantastic. It's, I don't watch it. I forget what it's called. Anyway, it's about music. Anyway, uh, an expose came out recently about what an asshole Jimmy Fallon is and how he's uh, an alcoholic and treats his he. I'm gonna use air quotes here. Allegedly, he Ellen's the staff. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Well, I heard from a bartender in New York, and this is alleged. But let's just say there were a couple of rails laid on a bar on a bar counter and. <laughs> Mm. But I, I, can't I can't say I'm not surprised. But none of that is fact. It is all it's all alleged made up hearsay. So anyway, JD, speaking of how great he was in this, I just want to point out he was in another movie that I really like that disturbs the hell out of me called Alpha Dog. Yes, we talked about this. Ah, uh, so good. Uh good movie. But when I watched that, did not think he was good in it. No, well, I mean, he was. He's just the. But again, he's just nobody. an asshole. Nobody in there. Right. Um, he but, was nice. He was the one who was nice to the kid, though. Until he? until he pulled the trigger, <laughs> I don't know if he's the one who shot him or not. But it, he was he was he liked the kid. He was nice to him. Yeah, he tried to protect him. Well, he was nice to the kid in this movie too, and I like this one better. Um, it, it ends much better. Um, so um, he's taking care of Sam. Sam is. Um, and one of the things I really loved about this movie is they didn't slap an identity on this kid. They didn't say, "Oh, he's gay," or "He's trans," or "He's non-binary." They were just like, "Sam is a kid." He likes things that are traditionally not expected uh, or not uh, given to, to, to boys. He likes he breaks, a show about yeah, fairies. He breaks gender norms. Yeah, he likes, he, he likes makeup. He likes hair. Um, he plays with the girls in his class. Um, he's very effeminate. So he gets picked on in school. Um, so he moves in uh, with uh, Palmer uh, and the grandma. The grandma dies, and Palmer... Um, there's this really good scene where he's like, you know, my grandma's dead. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this fucking kid. So he takes him to the police station and leaves him there. And the little kid, this entire time, and he does this through the movie, is just the most optimistic, caring kid who just fucking loves everybody. I love that kid. Such a good kid. He is just the nicest, most polite. And that scene when he takes him to drop him off mm. and ditch him at the police station, and he's just like, "Where are we going? Don't worry, buddy. It's no big deal. You'll be yeah. fine." And then when he like, he's like, "Well, why did I have to bring my stuff?" As soon as he said, "Why do I have to bring my stuff?" And, yeah, I was like, "You're gonna leave that kid there, and I hate you." I got, I was, I was, I made one note on my pad as I was as we were watching the show, and then I immediately got so invested in it, I forgot I was supposed to take notes. Yeah. I was so irritated with that scene, and I thought you you're gonna need to turn this around real quick. Yeah, uh, and he does. He goes out. He leaves the kid at the police station, and his friend, who's an officer, says, uh, "Listen, if if you don't watch him, then he's gonna end up in the system. He's gonna go to foster care." And JT, in his gruffy um, Louisiana independent film best, he goes, "I don't care," and then he leaves. <laughs> and the little boy's like, "Palmer, where are you going?" And he just storms out, and he gets the car. And can I just say, first of all, JT smokes and drinks way too fucking much in this movie. Right? By halfway through the movie, I almost went to buy a pack of cigarettes. Do you know that that when when he got out of when he got out of prison and they and his parole officer said, you know, we're gonna drug test you every couple of weeks, I, and then the next scene he's drinking at a bar. I was like, they actually alcohol test you too. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to drink or do drugs. Not in this movie. <laughs> Um, so he goes out, he has a cigarette and he's like, damn it. And then he goes in, gets the kid and brings it back home. Um, and then we have the, the moment in the movie where JT and Sam or uh, JT Palmer and Sam start the bonding. 
Um, so <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> the father son bonding. Oh my god! <laughs> they they start the bonding. The bonding. Um, Palmer starts the grooming. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, so Palmer gets a job working at the school that Sam goes to uh, as a janitor. And a lot in this movie, it's it's interesting because if you know anybody who's ever been to jail for uh, any amount of time, um, the system is not designed to uplift them once they get out. We talk about going to prison and 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 rehabilitating and second chances. The system is does not designed for second chances, and it is not designed for people like Palmer. And they highlight that in the movie in, in him looking for a job and him wanting to uh, get custody of this kid. Uh, down the line in the movie um, and just at every turn it's like no 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 we really want we see that you did good and you're you're turning your life around but we can't help you because you're a criminal yeah you know I, I think though that it also highlighted the fact that he was cut a couple of breaks and probably because he's white <clears throat> so the system is there to help him more so than anybody else but the fact that that janitor helped him I thought was or like the lead janitor was yeah. great yeah so um uh, where were we? Um, so, yeah, so he gets the job there. The only correct answer to that is all over the place. <laughs> As it but always is. That's how we is. do. That's how we do. Um, so uh, another great character in this movie is uh, Sam's teacher, who, um, not surprising because we've all seen this story before, um, is attached to Sam. Palmer's attached to Sam. These two characters who love and adore Sam, of course, they're going to fall in love. So Palmer and the teacher, Miss Maggie, um, end up uh, uh, starting up a little relationship. She was great. She was. She was, um, for somebody whose mother basically abandoned him, this kid has a lot of um, uh, caring people. He's got in a his good life. support system. Yeah, he's got a really good support system. So Miss Maggie uh, recognizes that Sam is different than other people in the, in the class, um, and she kind of helps him out. She, she looks out for him. She offered to, to take Sam. Um, when his uh, mother was left and uh, the grandmother died and JT's like, or Palmer's like, no, I'll take her around here. Um, <laughs> he does a lot of talking through his beard. Don't you he think? does. Um, he does what I, and I know that he watched this movie um, to prepare, but he does, and a lot of independent films do this now, um, do the Heath Ledger from Brokeback Mountain. Where and I watched an interview once where Keith Ledger was talking about his character for that and how he kind of came up with the the speaking cadence, and he says, "I grit my teeth, and every word feels forced. Like he doesn't want to talk at all." And I noticed that so many actor, young actors, like emulate that. And Justin Timberlake does that in this. He's like the whole, "I'm a hardened man. I'm gonna force my words out between gritted teeth." <laughs> um. So I mean, you know. Bravo, you didn't get the Oscar, but, you know, a nice try. <laughs> um, anyway, where were we? <laughs> we are all over the place. Yeah, so the the relationship started, and, you know, between G, uh, JT, between Palmer and the teacher, mm -hmm. and then it seems things, seems things seem to be going along swimmingly, yes. Good and little then... <sighs> okay. Do you want to talk about the incident, or do you want to talk about Shelly? Like the incident at the party. Uh, first, I want to talk about um, Halloween and the lawyer. My my favorite scene with Halloween. The yeah. Halloween scene. So um, Sam wants. He loves this show. I forget the name of the Penelope. show. Penelope. Penelope. That's right. It's Penelope about the fairies. flying fairy. 
He wants to be Penelope the Flying Fairy. <laughs> Which kind of sounds derogatory when you say it out loud <laughs> like that. So they go to the, the Halloween store, and uh, he's like, I want to be Penelope. And Palmer's like, um, well, why don't you be Prince Peter, I think is his name. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's important to say, at the beginning of this relationship, Palmer said, like, you can't you can't be into this stuff because you're a boy. Yeah. And, and he meant it. You know what I mean? Then by the time you get to this scene, it's more like, and he explains it to him. He says, it's not that you're not supposed to like yeah. this stuff. He goes, it's kids that are just kids mean. are mean and they're going to come after you. And yeah. so, and then the kid says, well, why don't they make fairy costumes for boys? And he's like, they do. And he pulls out the prince. prince. Peter. <laughs> he's like, Prince Peter. Um, but you cut to the next scene, and he bought him Penelope. Yeah, because the kid looks sad. So, <laughs> yeah. And it was adorable, because he's like, you can't have this. You have to be Prince Peter. And then the kid looks sad, and it cuts to them at the counter, and he's buying yes. Penelope. There's an, that, that scene also, when they're at the counter, <clears throat> is one of my favorites, because this old hag who used to hang out with his grandma comes over, and she's like, you don't deserve that kid. You're a criminal. And uh, Sam's like, suck it, old bag. That's not exactly what he says. <laughs> That's basically what he says. And uh, so they leave the store and Palmer looks at Sam and he goes, Sam, and you think that he's going to say, don't talk to people like that. And he goes, I'm doing okay, right? And he goes, you're doing great, Sam. Or you're doing great, Palmer. And I was like, oh, God, they love each other. <laughs> it's so it's so magic. Yeah. They, the, the JT and I hate that I call him JT because I'm not a 14-year-old girl. Justin Timberlake <laughs> and this young boy who's. The actor. What's the actor's name? Um, Ryder Allen. Ryder Allen. They have such good chemistry. And I think this is Ryder Allen's first and only film. Oh, he's fantastic. He's He's, amazing. I mean, it may not be his only one, but I think it's the first one. So good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's just this, like, adorable, like... Just Joey optimistic, kid, carefree child. Glasses, beret in his hair. He's just so, you know, and it's just nothing. He hasn't hit the point in life where people have told him that there's something wrong with him. Yeah. Which I thought was a beautiful moment in this when when um, Palmer told him, you didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. I thought that was. Oh, that was, well, let's get to. Well, the, at Halloween, then. Um, when uh, Miss Maggie, his teacher, finds out that he's going to be coming as Penelope. And she's like, well, I can't wait to see your costume. So the next day they come in, him and his two friends or his their girls dressed as uh, Penelope are at their table. And then that, the jerk kid. Jerk little kid dresses. Ooh, it, you're real inventive. Dresses as a football player. Right. You're Because you're, you're your dad original. was never real good at football. So you have to dress up like Jackass. one to fulfill his fantasies. So anyway, he he's like, oh, look, he's dressed as a fairy. And Miss Maggie walks in dressed as the principal. <laughs> Listen, I just want to point out, I'm like him. And I'm like, like, like Palmer. Anyone who's mean to that kid, I yeah. hate them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With a passion. When he goes out to the playground and he grabs that kid by the arm and he goes, I will break your arm if you ever say anything to him again. I was like, break his arm. I thought for sure he was going back to jail after he said yeah. that. There was a couple of times this movie was like, ooh, Palmer's going back to jail. Yeah. So so um, it's after how – oh, no, you're talking about the what, what the teacher did for oh, him Oh, she dressed Halloween. up as the principal, who's a guy. Right. And she came in and basically said, you know, that's the point of Halloween is you can dress up however you want. But then she said something that I really liked. Where it wasn't just kind of casting it off as, oh, Sam's this way because it's Halloween. She's like, every day of the year, you're allowed to be whoever you are. Whoever you want to be, you're allowed to be. And I was like, I love these people so much. Yeah, and it shut that little punk kid yeah. up. Yeah. 
Um, Somebody need to punch him. <clears throat> well, he's a football player, so someone will hit him very soon. All right. <laughs> um, as I understand how football works. Um, it's kind of the, it's the point. <laughs> so um, uh, cut to uh, JT or uh, Palmer and uh, Sam go to Miss Maggie's house. And uh, for Halloween, she cooks dinner. Sam passes out. And then the love making happens. <laughs> Miss Maggie just can't keep her hands off of JT. Oh my God, the sexy between him because I don't think we talked about how <gasps> oh! how Palmer had sex with. Um, oh yeah, we should have mentioned Shelley at the beginning of the movie. Palmer sleeps with Sam's mother. Well, he was just out of prison. Yeah. And she lived in the trailer in the back. And, and I watched the movie during the day. There was light coming in through the windows. It was a glare on the TV, and I made a note. I need to rewatch this scene when it's dark out. Yeah, it was very graphic. I'm pretty sure that there, you could probably, if you pause it just right, you can see some of Justin Timberlake's little in sync. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's not you, little. I don't know. You can see his front street boy. Yeah. So they, um, it was so graphic. Like, yeah. She, when she licked her hands and then went down, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, there was something else. Something about an independent films and the way they do sex scenes—they're just—they're just so realistic. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, so they, back to the film. So they so they're starting a whole thing now. Yes. Um, so there is there's a girl at in in Sam's class that she's really close that they're, they're really they're good friends and so they yes, have so play, they dates. play dates and so they go on a play date and all of a sudden Sam comes running back to the house crying screaming makeup smeared all mm -hmm. over his face and the assumption is that this little punk that's always picking on sam um smeared makeup all over him and so uh he's just really upset so miss maggie and mm -hmm. palmer go to try to find out what's going on and he's pretty much assuming is it the is it the boys yeah, that were picking the same on little him? boy and he's like, no, because he says they were bigger than me and I couldn't fight back. And, and Palmer's like, you got to hit back sometimes. And, you know, uh, you come to find out that it was hit that the father, the father. It was the Palmer's parents friend. of the kid yeah. who, who happens to be Palmer's friend who he played football with when he got arrested and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so Palmer loses it, goes over to the house or no, he goes to the bar. The guy's there and Beats the shit. Oh my god! He doesn't even the, say anything. Nope. He just <clears throat> walks up, punches him in his fucking face, and he just gets down. He's just wailing on him. And I stood up and I was like, "You're probably going back to jail, but keep hitting him." Right. But then, so I, I guess a side story to this is the person that he was with when he committed the crime he committed was the sheriff's son. And I got the impression that it was the group, like all of them were there. It was the group of friends who broke into the house. I feel like because there's there seems to be a lot of animosity towards the sheriff's son who was there and did nothing and got nothing. And Palmer went to prison for 12 years yes, because he, he didn't rat on him. He didn't rat on him. And so that guy is now a cop too. And so when he beats this guy up and he leaves him on the floor, he says to this friend, that's a cop. And he says, I don't, I don't guess your dad will be calling or I won't be the only one going down for this. Yeah. And so that was the end of that. It didn't go anywhere. Yes. It was just joyous because yes, somebody see, who treated this little child horribly Got their face smashed in. Now, one thing I do want to say that I uh, a scene that I really loved is before that when they first start the um, play dates, and uh, Palmer picks him up, uh, Sam up from the first one, and they're going to the car, and uh, Palmer's still doing that thing where he's trying to encourage him to be more masculine. He goes, "Oh, is that girl your girlfriend?" And Sam goes, um, 
it's not my girlfriend. I'm not going to marry her. She's too bossy. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, I feel you, girl. I feel you. Do you know one of my favorite lines? When it, and it was when um, um, Palmer told Sam that boys don't play with dolls. Mm. And then Sam said, well, I'm a boy and I play with dolls. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Yeah. He's like, like and? So that was cute. Yeah. Um, oh, there was another one when he's talking about, oh, uh, when he's watching Penelope, uh, the show. And he's like, look, do you see any boys on there, on that show? And he goes, no. And he goes, what does that tell you? And he goes, that I can be the first. Like, this is such a smart little kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so long, everything's, long, go- everything's long going well longer. swimmingly. Everything's going on so well. And, and they're, she- they're filling out. So if, if part of the show for Penelope, the flying fairy is that if you want a certificate that makes you a, an a, official, flying, an official fairy. flying fairy you just have to send a letter god i so, wish i could be in a flying so fairy. palmer sits down to write this letter for him and as they get it finished and he says here sign it now we're gonna send it he signs it and they're all happy and then boom the door opens and, and there's, his mother. there's his mother she wants she's looking she's, like she just got rode over from hell i mean she looked rough it, she was ha- yeah she was haggard she had been rode hard and put away wet <clears throat> it, it as just, they say yeah she she looked terrible yeah so um so sam goes back to live with her yeah but then she Across the field she and mr mayhem uh are going to move into his house and yeah. take him with them and it's just a bad scene so palmer's like going to try to fight for custody yes and because he's a felon he doesn't he doesn't get custody yeah he can't uh, he can't fight for but custody. there's an incident right where um she is shelly is just high as a kite mm-hmm. and getting choked out by getting mr choked mayhem. out by mr mayhem and um the kid sam tries to sam stop tries him, to save his mom and mr mayhem throws him to the ground yep and, and jt goes it. palmer goes into palmer mode says that's it but he yep. he hits he pushes pulls the guy off and then of course she's so high she's like you made him fly. you made him fly <laughs> you made jerry fly <laughs> threw him across the room Grabs Sam, gets him in the off. car, and says, "Let's go." No and plan, went, nope. just takes off. And so that's not really good for him because no. it's kidnapping. As I'm watching that scene, I was like, "Listen to me, Apple Plus TV. <laughs> <laughs> if this does not end happy, I will cancel you right now." And I don't care that you're only halfway through a morning show. I will cancel you right now. Yeah, it was. It, it's just you just get really invested in this movie. So then, so he calls. Miss Maggie. Yeah. Miss Maggie's like, you're, you're. She called the cops. What are you doing? Yeah. She's like, Shelly called the cops, said you kidnapped your kid. You're going to go to jail. You've got to bring this kid back yeah. and explain to them what's going on. So he does. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the asshole sheriff who, mm-hmm. who was like so happy to arrest him um, the first time was like, okay, well, I'm going to arrest you now because you're a criminal. You'll always be a criminal. Slaps handcuffs on him, puts him in the car. And then the saddest thing. That a movie can ever do happen. Sam is his mother. Uh, Sally comes over. Shelley comes over and is hugging. He's like, "Oh, Sam, I love you." And he shoves her away and says, "You don't love me. You don't care about me." And then runs to the police car, crying and begging for Palmer to take him. Yeah, and screaming, banging on the police car. The police car is pulling away, and he's running along next to it, banging on the window, screaming Palmer. The only thing that could have made this sadder is if it had been pouring rain, <laughs> and the mud was sloshing up, and he fell into the mud. Now, I want to tell you what was going through my mind when this was happening. 
here is this amazing child that doesn't understand what's going on around him. He doesn't understand why his mom keeps disappearing. He doesn't understand that this woman who took him in, who he was really close to, how she died and is never coming back. And now the one person that he thought was always going to be there for him is being hauled away and he's constantly being left and he Mm -hmm. can't grasp all of that. And he's screaming and crying. And I just, (laughs) it was a scene in my house. I, I couldn't, I just wept like, like, like dear Evan Hansen cried, but it was hands in the face shaking. Jen laughing hysterically at me. And I'm like, why is this movie doing this? That sounds grossly uncomfortable. <laughs> I am glad we did not watch this together. You're going to have to pre-screen movies because yeah. I cannot deal with the kids and adults and that kind I, of thing. Um, mm. Yeah, that, uh, it's, a, it's a powerful scene. Um, and it breaks down old women and Rick. I mean, it's like, <laughs> well, we, I do have CBS tendencies. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So it is a very emotional scene and it is, I feel for the kid and the entire ending, I was like, this better be a happy ending. I'm not going to sit here and watch you send him back to prison and then give that kid back over to this lady who does not care about him. Right. So what ends up happening is the mom sees how upset yes. Sam is. She she gets that spark and she notices, hey, that Sam and Palmer have a connection, and right. I can't I can't destroy this just because of my own selfish needs. Right, and she understands that she can't take care of him, yeah. of Sam, the way that he needs. So, and and you know, she understands that he'll probably end up in the system if she keeps using. So she um, recants her story, says tells- that she was high out of her mind and forgot that. Palmer took Sam to get food. Yeah. And says, I'm sorry. I totally forgot that. I'm going to get help and sign Sam over to Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole scene where she's talking to him. Yeah. I mean, come on. Heartbreaking. But you know, you get the happy ending. Sam got the happy ending he needed. I forgot to mention, uh, Grandma from Beyond the Grave turned out to be a terrible person, and so oh, he gets right. a call from the the attorney from her. Oh yeah, your grand? Did you know your grandma had a will? And he goes, No, I didn't. Oh yeah, the house you're living in, she left it to the church. You have thirty days to get out. And right. I'm like, and What she, the oh, fuck, oh, Grandma? Yeah, she's selling. She's giving all the money to the church, but she's gonna give you five thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, you get five thousand dollars from the sale. Great. That's Unless not this even, film. That's not even first, no. last in a deposit. Unless this film took place in 1905, that $5,000 is not going to go Yeah, far. you can't even find a place to live. No. Um, but it's a movie, so he does find a place to live. Yeah. And he, Does he just move in with Miss Maggie? No, I don't think they Were they in the same I place? Don't I don't know. Happy ending. He's still with Miss Maggie. They have a loving relationship. He's got a great job. Oh, um, when he becomes the janitor. He's like, do I get keys? And the guy's like, yeah, we'll see how this goes. So the end of the movie, as if the award for turning your life around and for finding this kid and rescuing this kid, your prize, I'm going to give you keys to yeah. the school. Now you got the keys. Now you got keys, You got janitor. keys to the storage unit where they keep the pencil shavings that you can spread <laughs> over the vomit of the kids. So you made uh, it, kid. You made it. Um, but the very end. Yeah. Um, this is so fucking, the kid is so adorable. Yeah. 
um, that mail comes in, and it's an envelope <gasps> oh, for it's Sam. His, it's his certificate. And he's he's, a, he's an official fairy. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I never, I never got mail before. Oh, and there was his heart, official Sam. fairy certificate. I love it. Also, uh, there's another subplot where. Uh, Palmer introduces them to Root Beer Floats. Great. Ter- fantastic. It's a good movie. It's, I love this movie. I don't it think is... I've ever been so invested in, in a kid in a movie before yeah. in my life. I just wanted his life to turn out okay. Yeah. And I was so angry at anyone who treated him poorly. Yeah. Yeah. And and just so many movies that we watch, it's like, um, and I don't know why they do this. Probably because they're like, you know, well, there's, it's life is not always happy ending. So these movies and TV shows are like, we're just trying to make a more realistic. I don't want fucking realistic. What's that horrible movie realism, we did? I have realism in real life. Yeah. I want happy endings at the end of every movie. Right, like that one that, that, that was it France or whatever, the one with boys where like had the horrible ending. <gasps> oh, closer. In- Ugh. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Yeah. Like, God. You killed your friend. You killed your friend. Ugh. Anyway, um, I life sucks. So what do you think about um, what do you think? Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, this is what I can say while watching it because I kept thinking oh, this has a lot of the same kind of tropes I've seen in movies over and over, which critics tend to not like. Critics are like, oh, we've seen this movie before. So I'm sure they were more pretentious with this movie. But this is definitely an audience pleaser. I'm going to say audience 90 percent. I'm going to say critics 85 percent. 72 critics. <gasps> Fuckers. Why don't you like that boy? Uh, and 88 audience. All right. So that, that, that's good. That's good. That's good. It's um, worth it. It's worth yeah. it. If we haven't ruined it by telling you everything that happens, go see it. It's good. Yeah. I thought of this when we talk about things. It's like we're telling people to see these movies and watch these shows, and then we tell them the entire story. I think this is what we do. From now on, we'll start off by saying, we're going to talk about this and this. If you want to watch these, go watch them and come yes, back to us. There is an excellent podcast that I listen to called The Weekly Planet. And what they do is they'll give like the brief synopsis of the story. And then say we're entering spoilers right now. So if you want to watch this, turn off until you watch it. Or, what? you know, we, we post it up on our social media. Watch it before the show. Before you well, we'll do show. that in the future. But we're not going to do it with the next movie because you shouldn't see this next movie. Also, the movie came out 15 years ago so, or 17 years ago. So if you haven't seen it already, I mean, I don't know what I can yeah, spoil other true. than, hey, if you like movies with raunchy, gross <laughs> pornography sex in them, then check it out. <laughs> You know what? Um, it reminds me when I was watching the Academy Awards, and it was years after Thelma and Louise, and somebody made a joke about how they drive off a cliff at the end, and somebody in the audience groaned, and he was like, it's been 15 <laughs> years. You've had plenty of time. Yeah. There is a rule after um, five years, um, if you're watching something about a movie or a TV show, five years. Five years after it's over and it's been out, if you still haven't watched it, you do not get a spoiler award. I feel like there's one exception. Game of that. Thrones? No. Six Sense. Six Sense. And people hold true to that. And yeah. I find that amazing because it's the first time I think that a movie ever did that. Did you watch it in theaters? Yeah. I, oh, my God. It's one of those movie experiences that to this day, I, if I close my eyes and I think back, I can remember it, the exact moment of being in the theater and people realizing the ending. And uh, it was just because it was before like big internet push. There was internet, but it wasn't like what it is today. And um, the commercials were all like, go see the movie that with the ending that everyone knows, but no one's talking about. And it's like, don't spoil it for your friends. And I was like, I went and watched it and it blew me the fuck away. I didn't figure it out until about 15 seconds before it was said. 
and it was it was it you know without giving anything away, I will say yeah. it was the ring that did it. For that, me. Yeah, the and ring I saw, is. What I was like, I was when like, she Ugh. dropped the wing, ri- the wing, wing. When, when she when dropped the ring, ring, and I was like, wait a minute. And then they cut to the sidebar table that's covering up the door, and I was like, no. <laughs> and then they showed his shirt, and I was like, holy shit! I was blown away blown by that. Away. Blown away. All right. So the other movie we decided to see. Let's see if we can get through this in a. We'll make this quick. Okay, so there is a movie that came out in 2006 called Another Gay Movie. It is so, it is just, it, it's designed to be extremely campy. Yes. It's the gay version of, of American, American Pie. Pie. Yeah. And, and so there's four friends mm-hmm. who spend their senior year of high school trying to get laid. Yes. That's the gist of it. So when I, when I rewatch this, they actually graduate high school and they decide that between graduation and oh muffler's labor day party (laughs) muffler i'm sorry muffler's labor day excuse my language i think all the ladies did i think all the ladies did um so they're trying to get laid or as they say in there um they are trying to lose their anal virginity um by muffler's labor day party doctor As, full as circle. I, as I full said circle. in a previous podcast, <laughs> what's the figure between friends? Um, um, so, yeah. So the reason we're talking about this movie is because two years ago, um, on the 15th anniversary of this film, they released a director's cut. Now, this film I came upon while watching The Gay Deceivers. It was recommended to me by Tubi. It said, did you like this movie? Because <laughs> if you did, you should check out this one. And it was the director's cut of another gay movie. And I was like, eh, why not? So I put it on. And I don't, I remember in 2000, back when the movie first came out, I remember I watched it. And I was like, I remember thinking it it was very cheesy and campy. And I remember thinking that a couple of the guys were super hot in it. Um, but then I just, it wasn't a movie that really stuck with me. So I watched it. And I don't know how much of the raunchiness is in it for the director's cut from the original, but it is really graphic. <laughs> it's very graphic and it's very campy mm-hmm. and it is highly, highly offensive. Yeah. In I, so many different ways. But I mean, like I'm not going to say it's offensive on the gay stuff because it's supposed to be gay campy, but there are other things in there that are just so inappropriate these days. Oh, absolutely inappropriate. Um, so, but, here we, so here are the four friends, right? Yes. We've got Andy, played by Michael Carbonara, who um, is a dream. I oh love God. him. He is so hot. He's, I mean, this is a very campy show. I and, love him. But I still like him in this movie because I like everything he does. I love him in this movie. I love him in the Carbonara effect. I love him. And I am Period. sorry. I don't want to be this guy. But if you ever leave your husband, I will be there for you. <laughs> I love everything I about him. I love everything him. about him. He's, oh, he does, his magic is so good. Yeah. His magic is so good. He made me like this movie. He's kind of corny. He's like the, he hus- he's, he's definitely husband material. Oh, absolutely. Um, his hus- so, congratulations to his husband. So in comparison so, to American Pie, he is the Jason Biggs character. Did you know, because I like to do this thing where I write down who's in it and I say something that they were in that surprises me. Do you know he was in two episodes of the newsroom? I did, yes. I did. Not. I did an interview with him a couple of years ago, and we actually talked about it because I was a fan I of the newsroom. I forgot that you talked to him. Did yeah. you ask him to leave his husband when you were on the phone with him? I am a professional, so I did not ask him. I However, like, I did say, "I was like, oh my god, please tell me you said no." Are you married? And he said, "I am." And I said, "Well, fuck." Did you say? No, I did. You said interview over. We're done. Um. So he's he's one of them. Yes. And then so then one of his friends is is it Johan Blackman? 
Black Man Bleachman. Jonah? Plays Nico. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Oh my god. Is that what his name is? Jonah? Jo- it looks like Johan. <laughs> oh, you know why? Because is it did I misspell it? <laughs> why is this so funny to you? This you, is- you had like the accent and everything like Johan? And I was like, Did I really? Jonah? <laughs> um Maybe I watched too many Bell on Me videos when I was younger. Um, I have a J-O-H-A-N. Is it J-O-N-A-H? J- J-O-N-A-H. Yeah. Oh, I have it misspelled. Oh, okay. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway. Fancy. So he's, he plays Nico, who's one of the friends. Yes. He's also one of the writers of this film. Oh, really? Yeah. That explains a lot. He was in This this Boy's Life. Did you know that? I did not know that one, no. Uh, and another, so the another one friend is Jonathan Chase, who plays Jared. Mm-hmm. Jared, I I wrote this down because I found this fascinating. He was in an, an episode of Quantum Leap, the new. Oh, the new did series. not know that. Does a lot of TV, uh, uh, a lot. He's on. If you watch TV, you've seen Jonathan Chase on TV. Um, and then <laughs> I must have. <laughs> is this guy's name Mitch? Mitch Morris. <laughs> okay, I put Mitch Morris. I clearly was trying to type really fast. I don't know. That sounds like a, a journalist. Mitch, Mitch Morris. He is. Uh, he plays Griff. Yes. Who is? Uh, he was in Queer as Folk. Just oh, I did know that. Yes. So if you're keeping track, if you're lining this up with American Pie, Andy is the Jason Biggs character. Jared is Oz. He's the uh, the football jock guy. Um, Griff is like the Kevin, and then Nico is like the Finch character. Oh yeah. Um, and then you have, and then you have Ashley Atkinson, Don Muffler as Muffler. <laughs> Do you know that she is in? She is acting in a lot of things to this day. No, like her credits that. are twenty twenty three and twenty twenty two. I got to give her credit. She made me not like well, her in this movie. Got, <laughs> if she, if she's done the show, they have to give her credit. Um, it's yeah, she is anyway. Another other cast. So other cast members that randomly show up. Richard Hatch as himself. Okay, that's the guy. I don't watch Survivor, but he's from Survivor. He won like the first season. He's the that, gay guy that won yeah, season one. I wrote this down because my brother loves the show, and I was like, I wrote this down to ask, is he the gay um, guy who won the first season of Survivor who walked around naked the whole time? Yes. Okay. Which is why he was naked in this movie, and this must be before he went to jail. For tax evasion. Did he go to jail? I didn't know that. Yeah, he got it uh, mm. for not paying his taxes on his million dollars, from what I understand. Well, where is he going to keep his wallet? <laughs> and then this person's in there. So this person is mildly B-list famous. Ant. He's a comedian. He's a gay comedian. His name is Ant. Oh, yes. He's one of the paramedics. Do you, do you know what his title is? Mm-mm. Naughty paramedic. Good Lord. Basically, um, uh, sexual harassing naughty paramedic mm-hmm. Ant. Yes. Um, a couple of the other ones that like I know, Scott Thompson, who was in Kids in the oh, Hall. Oh, yeah. He plays Andy's dad. Who He's was in the- one of my favorite skits on Kids in the Hall ever, the Salty Hand skit. It's hilarious. I will look that one up. Um, uh, which who one? Who played the mom? Oh, the mo- um, Andy's mom was played by a drag queen lip sync. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then somebody who, when I first watched this movie, I know who idea who he was. And then going back... After 15 years, and no, not only knowing who this guy is, but loving everything he's in, and then seeing him in this, um, 
it really fucked me up. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Graham Norton is yes, the he's the talk show guy. He's the to- he does Graham Norton effect on it's a famous British great, talk show. Great show. He's the, the he's the host of Eurovision. I don't know if you watch Eurovision oh, yeah. every year, but he hosts Eurovision, and he's also the host of a couple of RuPaul Drag Race or Drag Racist show. Racist. That's oh, weird. Oh my God. Drag racist. <laughs> drag race esque. <laughs> That's type a... shows, I, they might be actual RuPaul Drag Race. I'm not yeah. sure, but he's the host in Drag Race. England. This show, they really just wear like hood. <laughs> lots of hoods, and lots, lots of, of hoods ropes. with eyes cut out. Um, but he is the f- German. I think he's German teacher. Yeah, um, who I think so. Andy has a crush on, and I love Graham Norton. And it's almost like watching one of my uncles in a movie. And I was like, Oh, Graham, what are you doing? Do you know that that's, there's that scene when um, Andy goes over to his house and they're, th- they're yes. going to hook up? Um, th- I remember seeing that the first go around when it came out, like many, many, many years ago. And every time since I've seen this movie that I see a glass table, <gasps> I look at whoever's around me and I go, you like Belgian chocolate? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And the answer is no. I do not like Belgian chocolate. The... Um... For those who are, are keeping up with the comparisons between American Pie and this, this is that scene in comparison when Jason Biggs is with uh, Elizabeth. What's her name? The foreign exchange student. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he pre-ejaculates. So they were like, oh, this is our version of that sh- that scene. But instead of being a foreign exchange student, it is a foreign exchange teacher who runs a BDSM website. And he gets him in the swing and... God bless you, Michael Carabinero, the toys that you took during this scene. <laughs> I did crack up, though, when he when Graham Norton snorts the poppers, and he goes, you're going to need this. And, and he goes, oh, and he takes it like a shot. I was like, oh, God, yeah. that cannot taste good. No. Um, and it's probably not healthy. Oh, God, no. He'd be dead. That probably would kill him. Um, he probably had diarrhea for a week. According to the bottle, it's um, VCR cleaner, so... <laughs> You're not supposed to be drinking that. Um, anyway, so he's um, progressively just using larger and larger toys. And they're um, it's one of those, they're watching it like they do in American Pie. And it's one of those chat room kind of things where you can suggest what the the dungeon master does to the guy in the swing. So Muffler, of course, is watching. And Muffler is like, fist him. So he goes to fist him. He's, he's like, what are you doing with the Crisco? And on the swing, he's got one of those like little Bozo the Clown horns. And as the fist is about to go in, he starts squeezing like honk, honk. And uh, Graham Norton throws his hands up like the cops just busted in. He goes, all right. Because they don't use safe words in the right. dungeon. They use the honking of the horn. Um, so he sees him looking at the glass table. And he goes, do you like my glass table? <laughs> and he takes him over there and slides him under the glass table and does, as you indicated, something called Belgium chocolate. Um, which I don't remember in the original movie. Yeah. Did they show it? I I think so. Okay, because they showed it, and I screamed and turned the movie off. I had to come back to the movie at that point. <laughs> so I was like, "Nope, I got to turn this off." This Were you is... eating like ice cream with some Hershey's chocolate on? No, it and... thank God, I was eating at the time, but not uh, not uh, chocolate pudding or anything. Um. So yeah, so they're going through this summer of trying to hook up. Um, to, to lose their anal virginity. Um, there's the part of the movie that I really liked was the Jared and Griff that, you know, they yeah. love each other. You know, they have feelings for each other, but they're best friends. They don't want to ruin it. So they're seeing other people. Um, 
and uh, they go to a club where um, which uh, Griff has like an inflatable ass <laughs> to give himself a bubble butt because he thinks he has a flat ass. And he's dancing around, which I thought was cute and adorable. And then he pops his ass <laughs> and it deflates <laughs> and he gets Everybody's embarrassed. Laughing at him, yeah, yeah, and he runs out. Um, there's another one, I think it's also with Griff, where they do a parody of Carrie. Uh, but instead yeah. of a bucket of blood, they dump a bucket of cum on him. And that grossed me out, but also made me laugh. <laughs> so there's some funny moments in this. It's just very, the, the director's cut is very gra- graphic. Can I talk about some of the things that are just completely inappropriate of course yes so the character nico um has a girlfriend that's blind <laughs> yes and that's that, how when you said there's some inappropriate things in this movie i knew you met her it it is it is so beyond anything that is pc or could ever be in a movie even a spoof movie today yeah. could not treat this character I, even the way in 2006 i'm surprised they did this yeah it was like like he's hooking up with Richard Hatch in his room and the girl's in there yeah. and she can't see him. But just the way that she walks with her cane is so And she does this thing over that the top. I've seen comedians do when you're impersonating a blind person. They go cross-eyed and she's cross-eyed through the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, it's, I feel very uncomfortable watching these scenes. Yeah, her and then, um, oh, this made this kind of made me laugh and kind of made me sad at the same time. Uh, the name of their college, or the the name of their high school, uh, or their their what they were, the Santorum Donkeys. So the initials were STD. Oh, <laughs> this is the this is the movie. This is that's explained. And then the the Asian cheerleader. Oh, wow! That was a little over. A the little top. too much. That was a little too yeah. much. So, um. Uh, yeah, so one of the disturbing scenes that I uh, was kind of funny, but it was also like, why? Why do you have just going for shock value alone? It's but Andy goes to a rest stop to um, engage in <laughs> some sexual activity, and he's in the stall, and there's a glory hole, and Dick pokes him in the eye, and then he sees the shoes, and he realizes it's his dad's dick that poked him in the eye, and he finds out his dad is bisexual. Um, now. There is no way that it would have blackened his eye the way that it did. I mean, I never had a dick poke I mean, me in the eye before. Thank, knock on wood. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looked. If he a looked dick like he got fell punched. off the top bunk of a bed and landed on your face, it wouldn't black your eye that much. Yeah, he looked like he got punched. Punched he hard. Got <laughs> <a> dick punched. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Why did we talk about this movie? This movie is I know, awful. it's terrible. Anyway, so uh, you get to the night of Miffler's, Muffler's party. They all get there, and they all have that scene like they did in American Pie and all these kind of movies where they're like, there, we're just so much pressure put on us to have sex. This is stupid. And they just have this moment where they're just fed up. And uh, they go to the party, and uh, 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 what are their names? Uh, come on, let me pull up the... Uh, the two guys who like each other, Jared, Jared and Griff. Griff. So they go with their respective boyfriends and they're about to have sex with their, their boyfriends. And they're like, you know, no, we, th- through events, they find out that they do have feelings for each other. So they leave their boyfriends and then they end up having sex poolside, um, which is kind of touching. It was very romantic. It's, they made love. It, 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 it really mimicked American Pie. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a very yeah. make love scene. So the two abandoned boyfriends from these two, 
uh, meet up with Andy, and Andy has something very not <laughs> making love. Um, he ends up sleeping with both the guys at the same time and has a very raunchy, very um, graphic sex uh, scene. Um, I believe that some people call it DP. <laughs> um, look it up. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Um, we'll put a picture of it on our, Ooh, our I Instagram. Don't know. No. I, don't, I don't know if we're allowed to put that on Instagram. If we develop a Twitter, we could throw it up on there. Um, and then Nico parroting or paralleling American Pie, instead of having sex with Stifler's mom, he has sex with Muffler's grandfather, who I don't remember what his name in it was, but I called him Cappy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks like it makes sense. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a captain, and they do it on the pool table. Um, so next morning, everybody lost their virginity. Everybody uh, succeeded in the pact that they had made earlier in the summer, um, and all is right with the world. Um, there is a couple of... The, the the video store Nico works at a video store and they all kind of like in between the different scenes um, are at the video store talking about how things are going and Nico's mom shows up and I wasn't sure does she work at the video store do they own it I, I feel or like does they she own just it pop in like she's like oh I just wanted to check I on feel like they own it but she's very much like the queerest folk mom yes yes do you know what scene that I, I I wanted to cue it up and make you watch this uh, again? But in the very the very first scene when they're talking about hey this summer we're gonna all get laid and Muffler shows up for the first time. Yeah. Now she is just over the top, mm-hmm. absolutely annoying character, obnoxious, just obnoxious. so so over the top. But at some point she starts talking about their butts somehow and pulls out a whoopee cushion and starts squeezing it. Where the fuck did that whoopee cushion come from? She p- literally reaches out of this out of the scene and reaches back in, and there's a whoopee cushion. Like there's a an assistant there, a props guy holding it. Like she didn't have it on her; she wasn't wearing enough yeah. clothes to have it on her. She just reached out, pulled it up, and yeah. The, my issue with this mo- many of my I have many issues, but one of my issues with this movie is it doesn't feel like a ho- cohesive story. What it feels like is a kind of roughly thrown together story with like SNL style vignettes. Yeah, and I think that that's pretty standard for like shows that mock other shows and I yeah. think this was made to mock that yeah, whole Yeah, it's definitely teen a parody of that whole thing. thing. Yeah. Um but wow. I mean like if I've ever seen a movie that was movies out loud qual- caliber, oh, it's this. This is absolutely 21 and up only. <laughs> We should do movies out loud, right? And, and just for those who don't know, Watermark does this uh, event every year as a fundraiser for Come Out with Pride in Orlando, where we play like a movie that's campy and we make fun of it the whole time. We have yeah, we, we have, have two entertainers that make fun of it, and it's hilarious. And people shout stuff out of the screen. And this is the kind of movie where you want to oh, just yeah. shout how awful it is. It is it is grotesque. That being said, um, Michael Carabinero and Mitch Morris. Totally my type. Yeah, I mean, really, I would watch this movie again if somebody made me because I'm a big fan of Michael Carbonara. He's hilarious. I don't know why he didn't do. I mean, obviously, he he focused more on the the magician stuff more than the acting, but um, he's hilarious. You know, there was a scene in there though where a guy was ODing on GHB. Do you remember that? GHB. Yeah. What's GHB? It's like a liquid? Oh, liquid oh, Matthew Rush. We forgot. There's a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Matthew Rush was he was ODing Ooh, on it. That was another thing. Did he? Talk about a parallel. Yeah. 
I um I just want to let you know one time I was at a Halloween party in New York and there was a guy who was dressed up as the Incredible Hulk, uh, OD'd on GHB. It looks just like that. Yeah, he um he I don't know if you've seen pictures of Matthew Rush over the last few years, but he went into prison and rehab yeah. because of drugs. And watching that scene after what happened, it's very uncomfortable. And you mentioned Ant. Uh, that's the scene where he's the paramedic and he dances with the drugged up Matthew Rush. Very weird. Very yeah, weird. and I just want to point this this quote that I wrote down sums up this movie. The point of it, everything, what I think about it, all yes. of it. It's a good life lesson. The best but love is when you're really in love. Ain't that the truth? That is. I love it. Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think? Um, <laughs> Unless there was something else you want to talk about. I I just want to mention that um, it ends with them all cheering to the sequel, and they did make a sequel. However, only one of them appears in the sequel, and that is Nico, which, because he was one of the writers, makes sense. I've never seen the sequel. I don't see me going out of the way to to watching the sequel unless it's for this show. Um, But there is a sequel, and uh, it was not well-received. And I don't believe this movie was well-received either. I'm going to say... Um, oh God, this is this is a shit show. I'm gonna say critics gave it a 14 percent and audiences gave it a 28 percent. Oh wow, I've never heard you go that low on something, and you're you're way off, but your sentiment is correct. Critics 50. Okay, that's still low, but I thought it'd be a lot lower. An audience 62. Really? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy because it's not a good movie. I'm gonna assume that all of the positiveness of this movie came from how adorable Michael Carbonero is in this. It has to be. He's so adorable. And the relationship between the two friends. Oh, the I would watch an entire movie. They should rewrite this where about Jared and Griff. Of I would together. watch this movie if they would rewrite Muffler. Just get I rid would of rewatch this movie if they got rid of Muffler. Yeah, and 100%. Nico. Nico and Muffler and all of the weird... And all the stereotypes. Yeah, all the stereotypes have a story about Jared and Griff and Andy is like their kooky friend who's getting into mischief, but the main story is those two. And then Andy finds true love, and it turns out it's me. <laughs> <laughs> There's your movie. I don't. I don't think I'd watch that. Just because I've watched what Andy's into, and you I don't s- want to see you doing that. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Why won't you let me be happy? Um. So yeah. So that's it. There is a movie that is uh open in theaters this past weekend that is coming to amazon prime we'll talk about this off uh off recording um that maybe we'll talk about but it's about the first gay openly gay um uh mexican wrestler uh and it comes to pair uh amazon prime this friday um and it's called cassandra i think um but it looks hilarious we'll watch the trailer um but we've got some more stuff coming up next week But you know what? This week is over. So until next week, the cork is back in the bottle.